Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, April the 20th. As we come off a disappointing showing last night at Citizens Bank Park as the Phillies Fall two to nothing to the San Francisco Giants in Gabe Kapler's return to Philadelphia. And yes, of course, he got booed. We'll dive into it all, but uh, mostly just, uh, you know, he come out of that one yesterday saying a, a massively disappointing showing from the, the offense. You know, really, um, so many runners on base. So many uh, left double-digit runners on base. 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. Just a uh, a horrendous showing. You know, there's no way to, to say it. Bryce Harper, really the only guy who brought it. That's it. Uh, and Gene, we'll get to that too um, a little bit. Um, just a uh, a rough showing. Really disappointing from this offense. Gaussman, Kevin Gaussman's a really good pitcher. Uh, San Francisco's ace, essentially. Um, you know, not an ace-ace, but their ace. Uh, but Gaussman's a good pitcher. And uh, he was good he wasn't shut out through six good you know obviously as we know the Phillies had a ton of chances and just weren't able to capitalize and uh and that's disappointing now they're back to 500 sitting at eight and eight a real disappointing showing yesterday and you have to be disappointed with it uh coming off the momentum of taking the Cardinals series obviously puts a lot of pressure on Zach Wheeler tonight in game two of the series going up against Logan Webb that's a uh it's a big one. The Phils need to take this one. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's dive into yesterday's again. It was a, a disappointing showing. A lot to get to in it, though, uh, including some pregame stuff. As uh, prior to the game, uh, in addition to finding out that Didi Gregorius has a uh, elbow issue, um, and uh, they don't think it'll be more than you know a game it could play tonight. We'll see, but um, not a huge issue. So Nicky Matan took his place in line. We'll get to that. But but a bigger issue for the team in general 
Um, we find out that uh, eight Phillies personnel were placed in COVID protocol prior to the game. Three players and five coaches were placed in uh, in COVID protocol. Um, and uh, obviously, you worry about the coaches. Um, you know, anyone who's uh, obviously older, uh, obviously more more likely to be affected. Uh, but you worry about all the players as well. Um, obviously. As uh, you know, this is a, a serious thing, as we we all know, we've all seen over the the last year. I don't need to tell anyone. Um, Matt Moore, uh, Jose Alvarado, and, and uh, Ronald Torres were the three players who were placed on the COVID protocol list. Uh, as far as we've heard, none of the players have contracted COVID. I believe only coaches. Um, so those three players were have been ruled out. Um, the Phillies are hopeful, according to Jim Salisbury, prior to the game, that it, it won't become anything bigger. Um, Dombrowski said by the game, I wouldn't say I'm 100% confident at this point because I've never been through something like this as far as the COVID situation is concerned. So you can never tell what takes place. He said, am I concerned? Yes. And I, am I hopeful nothing else happens? Yes. That's the way I would describe it. Um, that's from Dombrowski prior to the game talking about it. And, uh, obviously we, we remember early on, um, when baseball was coming back last year, you know, that one of the are starting to come back. One of the first, you know, real COVID outbreaks was at the Phillies camp in uh, Clearwater, and uh, Scott Kingery. Obviously, we know the story with how hard he was hit by it. Uh, actor Naris, I believe, I believe, was someone else who had a, a couple other players. I could be wrong about actor, um, but um, yeah. So anyway, point being that, that you know this team is is not far into this, and um, you just hope everyone's okay. That's obviously the big takeaway from it, uh, obviously, and the baseball effects come second. Um, uh, Phillies brought up pitchers Christopher Sanchez and Damon Jones take the spots in the bullpen, and Nick Matan, uh, who started at shortstop. Um, obviously, you would think, uh, why not Scott Kingery there? Uh, and uh, we heard uh, news out from the alternate side. Kingery won for 26 so far down there. So, um, obviously, they're not confident. And his ability to come up and, and hit major league pitching right now, I think that's pretty clear. They're working with his swing and reworking him, and, and he's just not ready, and that's clear. So Matan comes up actually gets one of the few hits for the Phillies last night, a little blooper uh, during the game, and, you know, didn't make any notable mistakes at shortstop. So, you know, I'd say all in all, a, a fine debut for Matan. Um, but ultimately, um, you know, just a, a ultimately – you know, when you look at this team, as one of the things we'll talk about, but, you know, I really think you worry about the depth this team has, both obviously even, you know, not talking about losing guys to COVID, forgetting that um, that aspect of it, more just like Ronald Torres alone is, is your best, or your one of your bench, right-handed bench bats, you know, which is, is not uh, ideal. But then if you lose someone, if someone gets hurt and Torres has to step in or, or whatever, then, then you're going to the minors for guys who really aren't, really major league ready so there there are some depth issues with this team as we've talked about both pitching and offensively as well and again the offense really didn't come through last night so um no dd obviously hurt but um let's dive into the game and some of the stuff with it uh but again um you know those are you know serious stuff with the code stuff and we got to keep an eye on it and uh and obviously hope this team doesn't have any uh, more issues and everyone's okay um but you know we will uh 
we'll see how it plays out and, and obviously it'll be uh obviously uh, i'm sure we'll all hear about it as it uh, plays out but fingers crossed that everything's okay and uh you know obviously the the on the field affects secondary but it does affect the bullpen losing alvarado matt moore um it, it affects it in the sense that that it looks like saturday in colorado vincent velasquez is gonna have to start so you know look matt moore hasn't been good um, but, uh, I don't know if Velasquez will be that much better. Uh, probably can't be too much worse, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> sadly we'll see. Um, all right. Last night, just a, a bummer of a game as again, the Phillies only, um, muster, uh, six hits throughout the course of the, excuse me, seven hits throughout the course of the game. Um, only strike out seven times. I guess that's a win. Um, just unable to get anything going. Harper goes three for four. Um, the best night of everyone. No one else had more than one hit. Matan had it. Segura had a hit. Reese had it. Reese one for five. Really couldn't get it going. Um, too much. Really, anyone. Again, Harper um, with the three hits uh, up to 327 on the season. So, you know, that's that's good to see heating up, starting to hit the ball really well. But, um, again, they just couldn't get it going. And Chase Anderson wasn't bad. Chase Anderson made one mistake. Uh, Anderson only goes four innings, 70 pitches. Could have gone more, but they pinch hit for him. Um and I didn't blame Girardi in that spot. It's a two nothing game. You need runs. I, I get it. And uh, I could have seen the argument for keeping Anderson in there too. I really could have seen both ways, but I, I understood it. Um, you need runs. This team isn't scoring runs right now, especially in this game. You could feel it. So um, I get it. Uh, Brad Miller wasn't able to come through in the pinch hit spot, sadly, as uh, I do like Brad Miller. And I think, you know, with no one hitting, I'd give Miller a shot here or there, but uh, regardless, uh, wasn't able to get the job done. Um, but Anderson wasn't, you know, bad four innings, five hits, no walks, five strikeouts, two runs. He just gave up a home run to Brandon Bell, you know? And even then it wasn't like a tank shot. It, it just went over the fence, but it's enough. And, uh, you know, you need more from Chase Anderson. You need him to be able to give you more innings. And again, it was circumstance as much as anything, but, um, I did think, and look, Matt, uh, Chase Anderson's not Matt Moore, at least, you know, he's not Vincent Velasquez. I think he's, a notch better than that for what it's worth. He's still not someone you can rely on, obviously, but um, in a big way. But I think he's better than those guys uh, for what it's worth. You know, <laughs> not much, I suppose, but it's uh, it's something. Um, but again, look, you can't blame last night's loss on Chase Anderson. You can't blame it on the bullpen. You can't. I mean, the bullpen was was good. Again, came in and shut it down after Anderson five shut out. Um, you certainly can't blame it on them. Uh, Sam Coonrod uh, pitched really good again. Um, the bullpen got it done. David Hale had a nice outing. Um, you know, so you got to give credit where due. Brandon Kinsler goes a clean inning. Jojo looked really good. Got a couple of strikeouts on a, a couple of nasty pitches. So um, certainly wasn't their fault. It was clearly the offense's fault. And again, that's a problem because ultimately, and look, I, I, I do think they'll come around, but there are certainly things you can be concerned about if you want to, um, it's too early for me to, to freak out about the offensive struggles, especially when it looks like Harper's really heating up. And um, they just had some bad spots last night. And, look, we'll get to the umping as well because that played a role too. But, you know, Romito, a, a bad strikeout, got frozen on a, a pitch over the middle that he just has to swing at with runners on. Just just multiple spots where, you know, the, the, they just didn't come through. And I think they will come through as the season goes on more. But, you know, if you want to be the the – Devil's advocate, I mean, you can say, look, McCutcheon struggling just has not looked good. He just hasn't. Uh, you know, a couple um, spots here and there, but certainly not good enough. There's just no question about this. 
uh, you know, so McCutcheon, a problem in the leadoff spot in left field, just as a, uh, a piece of this lineup. Um, Hoskins has been okay. You know, not awful, but had the nice hot streak start of the season has, has cooled off considerably. Um, Segura has been great. You know, you can't complain about his bat. He's batting 350 or whatever. No complaints. Gene's been good. Uh, him and Harper are the two guys you can't complain about. Harper's been great. And Romito, for the most part, didn't have a good night last night, but has been better more than not. But that's it. You know, after that, I mean, Didi's been decent. You know, Didi's the average sell, but um, there hasn't been a lot of power with this team. You know, really not a lot of home runs, as we know. And, uh, you know, they need to, to start hitting some home runs, getting the ball to the ballpark a little bit, as uh, they just need – we need more. I mean, they need more. Uh, Alec Bohm. Absolutely hasn't been good enough. If you want to play devil's advocate, you could be concerned about what you've seen from him. Um, and, you know, obviously, uh, of course, of course, the center field spot across the board. Moniak goes 0 for 4 again last night. A couple strikeouts. Matt Breen tweeted out after the game. Uh, Mickey Moniak uh, 0 for 4 tonight with two strikeouts. Philly starting center fielders. Brace yourself. I hope you're sitting down for this stat that is coming your way. Philly's starting center fielders are two for 45 this season and have not had a hit since April 4th. <laughs> Yo, man, that is a, a gaping black hole. I mean, it is just unbelievable. It is something the team has to rectify. I mean, this is just what it is, right? I mean, you can't, you can't, carry this on and I, I think Mickey Moniak still has a chance to be a, a good major league player you know but he's 22 years old he's still young he's he doesn't look like he's ready so far he's looked overmatched and maybe he can get a bearing and put it together but you know he might not be ready um, but this at least he's played good defense let's give Mick that I mean that has not been something we've seen even when he missed or lost that ball in the lights last night he was able to recover and make a really uh, athletic play on it so at least he can play defense there, which is actually, you know, kind of a big thing when you compare it to what we've seen from Quinn and Hazley so far this season. You know, that's that's actually a really big deal comparatively. But I mean, come on, you know, this you need something. It's you can't have two pitchers back to back in the lineup. You can't, and then that's where the depth comes in too, because even when you get pinch hitters, it's. And I love Andrew Knapp as a backup catcher, but Andrew Knapp can't be one of your go-to pinch hitters. Ronald Torres can't be a pinch hitting option. You know, I mean, they just don't have enough guys who you can trust. Matt Joyce hasn't been good enough. Brad Miller, you know, I like, but hasn't gotten opportunities. I mean, it's just they don't have depth that they often, you know, again, if you want to look at this team and say, where are the issues? Obviously, we all know center field, and we talk about that. Obviously, we know the fourth and fifth stars, particularly Matt Moore, are issues Vincent Velasquez being the backup to that are issues. Um, I'm not concerned. I don't think a lot of people should be too concerned about the the main guys in the offense. I think they'll be okay, but you can be concerned about center field. You can be concerned about the depth, the ability in a 162 game season to to rest guys. And look, McCutcheon, we have to, you know again. So there there are concerns offensively with with some of these guys, and you, know, you hope some can turn around. You hope others. Uh, you you, you got to assume that some won't, you know, and certainly certain positions. Again, I, I think the center field position is the kind of thing where they're going to have to uh, actually trade for someone at this point, like if they really want to contend, right? I mean, unless Mickey can turn around quick, um, 
you know, give make a little bit of time to figure it out. I would say, but but it, it is a uh, it's it's an issue. Again, those numbers are staggering. And it, look, Mix only had three games. I'm not gonna you know say he's he's done yet. Um, but again, you know, he needs to improve uh, offensively in the approach and the at bats and get a little more out of those at bats. Um, and I think he can. Again, I really do. But either way, it's something you have to to monitor. This. Uh, it's a big hole. It's a big hole. Um, again, um, we'll say, but I'm not freaking out. And look, there are guys hitting. Uh, Harper is hot, and I think he's really starting to heat up. And Gene Segura has been a beast. And look, even though last night the 200th double celebration was a little unexpected, you know, the, the the standing ovation stop of the game for the 200 double. Um, uh, you know, I looked it up. The, the all-time leader in doubles is Tris Speaker with 792. Um, a lot of people. Uh, but, look, it's a it's a nice achievement, and I'm not riffing it, certainly. Obviously, you kidding me. It's amazing to 200 doubles. Major League Baseball one. It's an amazing feat. I just I thought it was – I wasn't expecting such fanfare. Uh, regardless, uh, you're good for Gene. He's been one of the few guys this season. I'm not going to riff him. Uh, yeah, I won't riff him. He's been too good. Um, and again, you know, I'm happy for him. Uh, he certainly seemed to be happy, so good for him. Uh, but uh, one of the few highlights in the night, I guess, you know, is all we could say. And a night without highlights. Um, all right, some other things we have to get to from last night before we look at to tonight's game. And one is obviously what I mentioned before, the just god-awful job that C.B. Buckner did umping that game last night behind home plate. And Look, it's been a theme this season. Joe West, we talked about it uh, other times. Like the the home plate umping on average this season has been a train wreck, in my opinion. I, I mean, I've been, I've been more often than not furious. Yeah, I was getting mad last night watching the game at pitches that were called strikes for the Phillies. Like the P- Phillies pitchers threw because it was. It was just so ridiculous. It was like, why? Like, this is a mockery. This is a sham of what baseball is supposed to be. Like, to, like C.B. Buckner was a sham last night. It was a sham of an umpiring job. It really was. I, I was embarrassed as a baseball fan to watch that guy umpire a game last night. Seriously. And I think that that's a problem. And I am not a robot umps guy. I've never been one. It just, you know, I, I I haven't been able to cross the threshold, but watching a game like that last night makes me feel like maybe I should be because that was not fun. It wasn't fun to watch. You never know what pitch is going to be a strike or not. Like, it's horrible. It's like, you you know, a pitch will be thrown, and you're like, all right, ball four, and it's like, oh, no, he, what? What? You know, that kind of reaction. It's not fun. Like, it's annoying to watch a baseball game like that, and, and it's also wrong. It's not fair to the players. Like, and again, like we've, I've talked about this before, but the idea that, you know, you have these guys who are basically like, in some cases, older men, but regardless, just anyone who has to stand behind a catcher and look from above at a weird angle at 100 mile per hour pitches and 98 mile per hour pitches that, that slide away and like decide what was over the plate and what wasn't and where it ended up. Like it's, it's hard to do. I don't. I don't know if anyone could do it. I mean, that's as good a case for Roman Umps as you could think of. But um, ultimately, I, whatever it is, whoever's doing it, C.B. Buckner sucked at it last night. And we've seen some bad ones this year, and that was up there. Like that was as bad as Joe West. That was like, and Joe West is, you know, obviously, I think 
maybe the least likable umpire. So it's you know, there's there's a double whammy there. But but CB Buckner was awful last night, and and you know, I think that needs to be talked about. I mean, he was horrible, and I was talked about, but he was horrible, and and it was it it hurt the quality of the game. It was a real issue. Um, all right, the other thing we need to talk about before we look at it tonight, and that's obvious, is um, Gabe the return. He's home. We missed you, Gabe. Um, uh, well, the last night people made it seem like they didn't. Gabe gets booed at the introductions, you know, at the uh, line of card exchange. Um, booed when the camera panned to him at one point. Um, and look, I think if you've listened to all the, uh, you know, kind of interviews, Gabe, uh, not interviews, but the, uh, you know, Zoom conferences that he did with reporters prior to the game and, and, uh, the day before the game and you know all that stuff he was very open and very humble and very nice about it all I think he really had he was like he really appreciated his time here he thought he got a fair shake he has nothing bad to say he knows he might be ripped when he comes back he understands it like Gabe you know it's, it's exactly what you expect him to say Gabe's certainly not going to come out and say anything inflammatory he didn't do it when he was here as the manager when maybe sometimes he should have uh, but you know, he, he, that's game and I, I respect it and I thought he handled it really well. And, um, I don't think he deserved to get booed. I really don't, but I, I, I knew it would happen. And look, I, I, I hope that there were some people there who were good natured booing and it wasn't all just like people actually were angry with Gabe Kavler. Cause I mean, let's be real. I think more often than not, uh, more, more true than not, uh, Gabe Kavler got screwed by, a front office more than than Kapler screwed the team. You know, I think Gabe just you know he had some bad teams to work with, and I actually think he got uh, more out of them than I think others would have. But the collapses stunk, and and ultimately, I I thought Gabe deserved Lewis's job, so I'm not defending that. I think they made the right decision to move on from him because, look, he ultimately there are a lot of things that going into being a baseball manager, and one of them is how you communicate with the media and how you communicate what's happening in your locker room, how you communicate with your players. And I think Gabe failed at that here in a massive, massive, spectacular way. And I just think he didn't, wasn't the right fit for this team, but it looks like he's doing a good job in San Francisco, right? I mean, they're 10 and six. I think what he does, the way he goes about it, it's better out there. It's better with a younger, more inexperienced team, which I think he did do a decent job with here the first year, especially. I mean, that you look back at that roster, I mean, that roster stunk. Bryce wasn't here yet, JT wasn't here yet. Um, it, it's not good. Like, go back and look at it and tell me Gabe going 80 and 82 with that roster isn't at least slightly impressive. And, and being in first place in August, there was something impressive there. Uh, I think he could be a good baseball manager, but I definitely think it was the right move to, to move on from him here. And, and he just didn't work, but. Um, I definitely felt for him a little bit when he got booed. I, I don't think he deserved it in a holistic sense. And um, he seems like a really fine fellow. You know what I mean? Gabe seems like such a nice guy. And I don't think that his um, endear or, you know, his over the top, nice trying to endear himself or whatever is something that's like an act or whatever. I, I think that, I think he really is that person. Like I only met him once, but uh, he's, you know, shook my hand and asked my name and was like super genuine about it. And it felt, and look, maybe he's, you know, you never know with people, but he seemed really genuine to me and like actually care about what my name was and care about, you know, what I had to say to him for the, the 10 seconds I talked to him. So, you know, 
I, I do think he's a, a good dude who cares about people and cares about his players and all that stuff. So I do think that I definitely think he got somewhat of a, a raw deal here, the way it all played out. I think he was better than, you know, people gave him credit for. And I think ultimately kind of um, wore the sins for for many things that were not necessarily all his to wear. But, you know, that happens sometimes, too. And, again, I, I think that, uh, again, to the basic point, I did think he deserved to get fired, so I can't defend the decision. But, ultimately, um, you know, I, I, I like Gabe is what I, I guess my big takeaway is. I like Gabe. I don't think he deserved to get food, but I understand why it happened. Uh, but I like Gabe Kapler, and I wish him well. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at. All right, looking at speaking of Gabe, we still have two more games against – Gabe's Giants, and they're big ones. I mean, let's be real. The Phillies need to take these next two. They need to take this serious. You know, you're going on the road again. Granted, Colorado's a bad team, but then San Francisco's, or excuse me, St. Louis is good. Um, but, man, they've been bad on the road. Um, you got to find a way to take these games, especially at night. Like, first you got to take tonight before you can take both. And when you have Zach Wheeler going against Logan Webb, and Logan Webb's fine. Like, I, I, I don't think Logan Webb is a, a bad pitcher. Um uh, you know, but um, he's not great. You know, career five three zero ERA is is not anything special. Um, but you know, there's some stuff there. But I, I think he's eminently hittable. Um, and Zach Wheeler has the chance to be great again, and we've seen him be great. So I think this is a big one tonight. Obviously, um, uh, day game uh, tomorrow. Eflin against Descafani. Descafani's been good so far this year. Be like your chances with Eflin. So you got to win this one first, and then take the series. Big. Big game tonight. Uh, Phillies have not been under 500 yet this season. If if they lose tonight, they will be. So um, let's not let that happen, fellas. Right? Um, all right. Uh, go Phillies tonight against Kapler. Let's beat Gabe. Let's let's you know gave him a win last night. Let's let's shut that down tonight. Zach Wheeler take it down, as Gabe would say. And uh, either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24/7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.